Hey, business building warrior, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio, the podcast that features hundreds of interviews with successful students of the Amazon seller training called the Proven Amazon Course. That course has been around for over 12 years at this point. So many great success stories. We've got actually about 1,900 tagged success posts in our free Facebook group. There's a link at silentgym.com if you want to go check out that Facebook group and be a part of it. You can see for yourself. It doesn't cost you anything. By the way, a little side note before we jump into the content today, I was in a conversation recently online with someone who was brand new to our community, and they had recently purchased, or actually was a friend of theirs, who had purchased a done-for-you program for selling on Amazon. This company had probably charged tens of thousands of dollars. I've seen several of these opportunities around. And the pitch is basically, hey, you give us a bunch of money, we're going to fill your store with Amazon inventory that sells well and you get paid and it's very profitable and it's exciting, right? This is great. We're going to use our bulk discounts, buy stuff together. It sounds great on paper, but here's the deal. I've yet to see anyone be excited about the opportunity over a long period of time. Crashes and burns. Some people never get a penny. A lot of people, it works a little bit and then it crashes and burns later. And it just doesn't work out well because no one can find great inventory for your Amazon selling account like you can. Anyone who says, hey, I'm going to do it all for you, take care of all the details. No, it's just not going to work out. Even those times where I thought it would and I thought somebody was onto something, it just fell flat because no one's going to ever care about your business as much as you do. You need to learn the basic skills. And on the topic of avoiding scams and avoiding dead-end pitfalls, like the thousands of people who have fallen into the done-for-you trap, and in this case, the interaction I was having in our Facebook group with this person, uh, we were advising them, hey, you need to tell your friend to try to get a refund, to get out of that agreement, take back control of your Amazon account. It's not going to work. There's no one out there that's going to fill your store with all kinds of profitable inventory and you just sit back and benefit from it. They would just sell it themselves if they had all of that going on. It's not a business model you should get into. So two points I want to make as I tell this story, and then we're going to jump into the main content for the day. One of the points is I've been using the internet as the only source of income for our family of seven. Actually, there's 10 of us now because three of the kids are married. All 10 of us just took a vacation, a 10-day vacation together. I was able to check in a few hours a day, do business from anywhere in the world. That's the only income we've had that I've had for our family. Now, some of them are older and working obviously now, but as the kids were growing up for 20 plus years, that's it. E-commerce, this business in my pocket. So I've learned to recognize a lot of the scams and the dead ends and the bad ideas. A lot of this stuff just kind of keeps coming back to life and then it gets crushed because so many people are disappointed and upset that it comes back to life. If you want to learn what really works and what doesn't work, where you can start to step into e-commerce, I strongly suggest you check out my Silent Sales Machine book. You can go to silentsalesmachine.com, pay a few dollars, get it there. It's audio video version is available right now. The full printed version will be available very soon, but you can also get it completely free. No obligation, no other commitment. You're not going to pay shipping or anything, just completely free access to that content. 
if you go to this phone number. Now, that's it's a text that you have to send to a phone number. So get your phone, type in 507-800-0090. We'll stick that number in the show notes as well. You just want to text the word free to that phone number. Again, the phone number is 507-800-0090. That's the phone number that you'll need and text the word free. That will get you, I think it's 11 chapters. It's the 11th update of this book. Over a million people have read it and it spends a lot of time talking about what doesn't work, the stuff you should definitely avoid in e-commerce. And I make a good case as to why. And here's one basic tip I want to give you right now. Maybe you're looking at a lot of different business opportunities. You're considering some different things you might want to get into in e-commerce. There is one very simple question that you absolutely must ask before you do any business. I would say any business model that you're considering. And it's this, whoever it is that's about to take your money, whoever it is that wants to teach you their skills and insights and strategies, and they're making all these big claims, one simple question for them. You say, I would love to know where your successful students all hang out together online. I want to go meet them. I want to be in a community with them. I want to spend some time with them. And this is one of the concepts I teach in the book. This will help you avoid 99% of all the scams that are out there. There are a lot of very convincing scams. That one tip will help you. Send an email to their support team or if you see a Facebook ad or an ad online. Hey, where do your successful students all hang out and discuss the reality of this business? the pain points, the blood, the sweat, the tears, the success stories, they challenge each other, they they support each other. Encouragement, where is that happening in your community? If they don't have that, do not give them a penny of your money. Just don't. If they say, well, our students like their privacy. Okay, well, that's fine. Maybe that's true. But you certainly don't want to find out the hard way. You want to be a part of a community where people are interacting openly and freely, like, for example, our 73,000-member Facebook group. Completely free, people from all over the world using the proven Amazon course strategies to launch and grow beautiful businesses all day, every day without covering up the hard parts. We talk about that too. The parts that aren't comfortable, the parts that have a big learning curve, the challenging situations you run into with Amazon, it's all there. And we do it through an abundance mindset, which means we always know that there are numerous solutions to any challenge we encounter, but we're not going to shy away from the search situations that are challenging. So you want to be a part of a community like that. And there's not a lot of them out there. To my knowledge, this e-commerce community is the only one that features a group like that. 73,000 people from all over the world hundreds of them talking at any given time about the successes and the challenges that they have in their business. We've interviewed hundreds of them on this podcast. That's what we usually do around here. So you've got that, you've got this podcast, you've got a course that's the oldest Amazon seller training course in the industry, constantly updated. There's a lot of unique things about this community. So we're so glad that you've joined us today. Thanks for spending some time on our show. If you're new around here, go back and listen to some of those success story episodes. But today we're not doing that. Today we're going to talk about getting into the flow with Amazon. We're going to bring Brian and Robin Joy Olson on in just a minute. They do such a great job once or twice a week now. They've been cranking out some great episodes. They're even going to start doing some interviews with some of our success story students because we've got so many of them. And as my schedule fills up, it's so nice having a great leadership team that can step up, create great content on this show. It's not my show. This is your show. This is our community. 
We have 112 of us on the leadership team here. Do you know that? That's all of our coaches, content creators, moderators in our Facebook group, administrators, the support team that answers your email when you contact us, the consultants who help businesses launch and grow every day. We've got a pretty robust team here supporting this community. And I would say the vast majority of them are capable of stepping up at any given time, creating great content. Well, that's what we're seeing lately. Brian and Robin Joy are a couple of great examples. The topic they picked out for us today, though, is getting in the Amazon flow. And I love this because it really illustrates well something that I think challenges you out of that place of thinking, well, I got to learn it first. Well, I've got to take some time and I want to explore. And I, I heard from somebody in our community recently that started over 10 years ago investigating the Amazon opportunity and thinking they wanted to intended to do something with it. And they still haven't. They bought the proven Amazon course over 10 years ago. It's been around that long. And they've had it and they paid for it once. We used to have a pay once model back then that was predominantly used by most students. They've never done anything with it. And they're now starting to consider it after kind of looking around and examining. There's a lot of shiny objects out there. Well, now they're finally starting to get serious. This is an episode today that hopefully will give you that shove if that's you. And it also will hopefully give you a different perspective on what it means to get in the flow, to step into where the action is already happening. I've built my whole career around not trying to attract attention to new things that I hope people might like and trying to get their attention and tap them on the shoulder and get a big crowd, drive traffic to new ideas. No, why not go to where the the, uh, crowd already is, go to where the people are already hanging out, already spending money, and just make an offer that makes sense to them. That's what eBay used to be. That's what Amazon has been now for about 12 years. And the future is very bright. Last point I'll make, there's a couple really, really big things on the horizon that are going to make right now an ideal time to really jump into the Amazon selling opportunity. Those are the political season that's upon us, especially here in the U.S., the uncertainty associated with that. There's even talk of people putting on masks again, and I'm not going to dive into my personal thoughts on that, but you're probably not going to catch me wearing a mask again. Let's just put it that way ever. I didn't originally, and I'm probably not going to this time either, right? Like I'm not going to play this game, but the masks, the people staying at home, the nervousness, the tension in the culture, people tend to want to stay home, stay safer environments. That means they're going to do what? Shop online. Amazon Q4 2023, you heard it here first, is going to be massive. You need to get in the game. You can wade into these waters safely. There's no need for you to take big risks. The step we teach around here is spend a few dollars, test it out. If an idea works, you scale up, slow and steady approach to building a great business. Well, that's enough of an introduction for me. I certainly love hanging out with you on these episodes. And most weeks we have a Monday night session as well. It's a Zoom session in our Facebook group. There's a link at silentgym.com to that Facebook group. Get in there, join me, come ask your questions, hang out with us. But I'm excited. I've already listened to this episode in advance with Brian and Robin Joy Olson talking about getting in the flow on Amazon, stepping into the game, get rid of the excuses. Lots of great lessons today from their coaches sessions as well, where they coach students in our community and help them on their journey. So thanks for hanging out with me for a few minutes before we roll it over and complete today's episode with Brian and Robin Joy Olson. Enjoy your time with them. Let's go. Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. We are your co-hosts. I'm Brian. And I'm Robin Joy. And this is Coach's Corner. 
You ready to get in the flow? Get in the flow. Yeah. All right. What do you mean by that? You know, when I get in the flow, I usually think of like if I'm studying for a test or something and I have to like get in the flow, really concentrate, only think about these things. Is mm-hmm. that what you mean by that? Well, I think there are multiple ways to apply it. Okay. I want to apply it a little bit differently in this case. All right. How are you going to apply it? So let's talk about the Amazon platform Mm -hmm. and the flow of traffic, the flow of visitors, eyeballs, and the product. The part I want is the flow of money. I want to get in the flow of money. money. Right. Right. We're trying to get in the way of some of that flow of money. And you had a good uh, sort of um, uh, comparison about what that was like. So it's it's almost like when you're going fishing and you get in the in the river mm-hmm. and you the things are already flowing the flow of the water goes by you and you get that on you you get some you get wet your clothes get wet you get water on you and that's being in the flow right so in this case being in the flow of that money I w- I want to get some of that on me right want to get some of that on us yeah <laughs> yeah so that's we, what we're into <laughs> right so we do that by providing goods to mm-hmm. shoppers on right. the Amazon platform. Okay. Okay. And in exchange for that, we get some on us, right? We get that right. in the form of- Right. Uh, we get in the flow of the money that's It's already flowing. going there. It's already flowing. It's already flowing. And we just want to find a way to get- We want to get some In of between that. some of that. Yeah. We, right. want to, we don't yeah. need all of it. We just want some of it. Yes. Okay. Tell us how, give us an idea of how that works. Well, I was thinking about the flow of, actually, we were watching this great documentary series about business and whatnot, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. came to the realization that it is the brands that are driving the demand for their product. That's right. The brands advertise and tell us why we want to buy their brand, but they don't necessarily tell us where to buy their brand. Right. Just that we want to, right? And, And Walmart is not telling us, hey... You know, the, the Walmart's brand is not necessarily the other people's brands, the other brands. Right. Right. But before I go like too, okay. too deep in that space, I would just want to tell a quick story about shopping at Walmart. A one quick day. story. Well, oh. a quick story. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, Brian never tells a quick story. <laughs> pick your story length. You want a 15 minute story or the 30 minute story? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's narrow it down. Okay. Tell us a story. So, you know, we like to do retail arbitrage. We do. And mm-hmm. I'm in the store and I'm shop. It's I'm at a Walmart and I am standing in the aisle and I'm looking for these very specific type of Oreo cookies. Yes. There was like a, I don't know. It was one of those. Brand new brand. It was a brand, brand new flavor or something. Or it was fat free or something, something like that, right? Yeah. Okay. And um, I see what I think are some of them on the top shelf. Oh, and okay. It, so the, the shelf eye level's out. Well, I didn't see any on the shelf okay. at eye level. But you saw them on the top but shelf. But I thought I saw some on the top shelf. Okay. So, so <laughs> knowing how tall you are, I'm not sure. I... <laughs> yes. So, t- you know, the challenge of Walmart is their top shelf is top. Yes, it right? is. And if and you know us, you know we're, we're, we're not, not that tall. Like, we can't you know, necessarily. fully extended. I'm you know, <laughs> right. not, not really going to hit the top shelf. Right. Um, but I have seen you climb. climb yes. Up. We're I, not recommending that, but imagine it. I'm not above climbing <laughs> um, the shelves happen. to get off the top. Right. Um, so, there have been times when we've been standing in a Walmart where Brian's climbing up on the shelf and tossing me things off. <laughs> so well, there's a picture. So I'm like, okay, uh, looking that. And so no, what I normally do is I'm, I look for a person who is stocking the shelves. Right. Okay. And just so happened that there was. I, I wasn't there this day. You were not there. I was not. 
there was someone anybody to throw things to. in the aisle yes who was stocking shelves and she had one of these carts that had a ladder on it oh yeah and those I, and premium like, and score yeah right so <laughs> right. i was like i'm like excuse me do you mind can you when you're done there can you bring that ladder down here and help me get some stuff off the top so shelf? Nice. i know so she's like oh sure sure so she finishes what she's doing she wheels the thing down there she gets up on top and she and she's like, "What are you after?" I'm like, "That you know, fat-free Oreo thing." She hands me one and I was like, "No, no, no, I want them all." <laughs> she's like, "Well, there's like twelve up here," and I'm like, "Yep, yep, bring them all, <laughs> bring them all." Right? <laughs> and she's like, "Well, what are you going to do with these?" And uh, the classic question, right? And I, mean, I was like, "Oh, yeah, I'm going to yeah, sell them on." Often makes people like, uh, "I'm going to eat them all myself." Yeah. Or, yeah. But you didn't need to be scared in this case. No, I didn't. I said, I'm going to resell them on, on Amazon. That's what I do. And she's right. like, oh, that's interesting. I ran into someone else who does, you know, who, who was doing that this morning or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, well, as long as I got you, do you have, do you know if there are any of these things? Can you get any of these things from the back? I don't remember what it was. Yeah. And she's like, well, actually, I don't work for Walmart. I work for, I'm a jiver, she says. Jive. I'm a J-Y-V-E. J-Y-V-E. Okay. And uh, I was like, oh, what's jive? And she said, well, Jive hires me to come in and stock the shelves for the cookies, crackers, and whatever of these particular brands. Not all the, not all the brands, but some of the brands. Okay. In, including Nabisco and the like. Interesting. Right? Okay. And so I was like, oh, that's interesting. So, so well, Walmart doesn't, doesn't have employees that do that? Right. Stocking? So then it was kind of a light bulb moment for me. Yeah. I was like, oh, so that's so Walmart doesn't stock their own shelves, at least not a, this portion of the shelves. Right. Well, we I kind of already knew this because I spent some time in retail when I was going through college uh-huh. at a Walgreens, multiple Walgreens drugstores. Right. And I knew that, let's say, for instance, the Vortman cookie mm-hmm. section was not managed by Walgreens. We right. The Vortman person came in their truck and... They stocked they the shelf. They actually stocked the shelf, took the old things away, put, put the new ones on, out. brought the yeah. seasonal items in, mm-hmm. took them out, right? Mm-hmm. Did all that kind of just not unlike the the really fresh foods like the hostess. Right? right, right, right. The things that don't have a very long shelf life, the baked goods, they Frito bring Lays. the Frito. Yeah, I had, I, I had a friend whose dad was a Frito hostess guy for a while, and then a Frito Lays guy. Yeah. Right. So when you know, and they have their, they're basically like little franchises. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Jiver is not like that. So we kind of, I already had an idea of kind of how that worked. But what was surprising to me is the brands, the big brands, the right. national brands that have, you know, sufficient shelf life. Walmart wasn't doing their own purchasing and stocking the shelves of those items. So essentially, there was a contractor between the brand or the manu- manufacturer and the shelf who, purchased from the um, manufacturer, mm-hmm. took it to different stores and hired people to put it on the shelves at Walmart. Well, when you, you, when, right? you, when you think about it, there are multiple things along the way, right? You've, right. you've got the manufacturer, which uh-huh. may or may not be the brand. They may not right. manufacture that's, their own stuff. That's true. They may manufacture for several brands. You've got the distribution of that mm-hmm. um, and warehousing of it before it actually gets to the stores. You've got the transportation of those products. Right. You've got the wholesalers or slash distributors who are selling to, you know, not Walmarts, mm-hmm. but, you know, to other small businesses other re- or other retailers. retailers. There's a lot of stops along the way when that product gets made that everyone's getting a cut of it before it actually gets to Walmart and we as the consumers actually go buy it. Right. That's true. That's true. So where's Walmart fit in this in this example? Well, before I get to where Walmart fits in, okay. what I wanted to talk about was the 
Uh, what did I want to talk about? The value of the relationship that you formed with Well, Jessica. it was great. We got into a, an awesome conversation, mm-hmm. and she explained to me what jiving was all about. And there were other companies like Jive at the time. Jive no longer exists, unfortunately. I don't know. At least not in the form that it was yeah. when we were. But so we got together over a cup of coffee. We did. Right? Yeah. You, me, you, you grabbed me. Yep. We offered Jessica a cup of coffee to tell us what she knew well, about how this Actually, worked. before I end the store part of that story, yeah. I was like, hey, well, as long as you know about these things, I'm looking for, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she's oh, like, yeah. oh, okay. this store doesn't have any, but I stocked the shelves full of that product at this other location this morning. So, ah, so she knew where what you were looking for was in the area. Exactly. So she was like, "Yeah, I don't that you won't find any of that here, but you'll find that at this at this other store." Aren't you glad you had the nerve to tell her what you were doing? Right. Well, it was just a spur of the moment conversation that mm-hmm. you know went a long way. So we ended up having coffee with her and, and mm-hmm. shared stories and ideas and things like that. And and we did. and you at the time were doing. I think you were already doing this. Yes, I was doing an experiment uh-huh. of uh, actually. I knew some people that couldn't quite get going. They couldn't figure out a way to make extra money so that they could start building their their Amazon business. Including some family members. Including some family members. And so I was doing an experiment. Can you make a certain amount of money you know, by the end of the week or within 48 hours and things like that? So I was, I was testing some All different... Gig jobs. Gig jobs. Yeah, gig jobs. This, these are things that if they'd had gig jobs, this kind of thing. When I was young and mm-hmm. first out of school, things could have been different. Right. So talk about things you have in your hand. Sometimes generationally speaking, or the, uh, the point in history that we are mm-hmm. gives you things in your hand that maybe weren't available to, you know, some of us who are a little bit older. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So I was doing an experiment. Pardon the interruption. We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I've got to tell you about the sponsor that we have today, Humminbird, H-U-M-N-B-I-R-D, humminbird.com. There's a link in the show notes. They provide services for all your trademarks, corporate setup, branding, marketing, and tax advising as well. As we enter that time of the year where taxes are on the mind of especially those of us here in the United States, how do you most efficiently handle the challenges of making sure you get all of your deductions, taking care of all your tax concerns, making sure you do it right without paying too much as an e-commerce seller, as an Amazon business building warrior. They've got some incredible services that you should go check out at humminbird.com. That's spelled H-U-M-N-B-I-R-D.com. Let's get back to the program. Talk about things you have in your hands, sometimes generationally speaking, or the the point in history that we are mm-hmm. gives you things in your hand that maybe weren't available to you know some of us who are a little bit older. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So I was doing an experiment. I was doing um, DoorDash, delivering food, you know, hot food to people. We were we actually we were both doing some of this delivering uh, fresh boxes. So like boxes. Freshly or. Yeah, boxes of food that you get for the week, and they tell you how to make meals out of that that box of food. We were delivering different groceries, Instacart, Instacart yeah, shift. things like that. So gig jobs. Yeah, and I was doing an experiment to see can someone make a thousand dollars by the end of the weekend? They absolutely can. If you, if you put effort into it, you absolutely can. 
if you need to do that, that's a different story. Mm -hmm. But this fit right into the experiment I was doing. So we signed up to be jivers. So this, yeah, and this was a for very a short period of time. enlightening for, yeah, we did, I don't know. They actually went out of business soon thereafter. It, so. I, we were maybe jivers for like six weeks before they Something went like out of business. And so we jived at multiple Walmarts and Targets. Mm -hmm. And then we did Kehi store uh, shelf stocking for local stores around here, uh, Kroger and Safeway mm -hmm. and grocery stores. Yeah. Basically mm -hmm. the grocery stores. And it was, but the great part was we learned a lot in, in all of these different gig jobs. Mm -hmm. We learned a lot about how this process works, how things get from the manufacturer to the purchaser, the retail buyer. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that, happened during that time. So you were you were telling me about the flow. Right. So this the interesting part of, about that particular part of the story anyway, I think is that when we started stocking those shelves, mm -hmm. we were in the back of the stores and <laughs> right? you know just pulling stuff like we knew where that like we it just was, walked in, we, we walked just, to the back of the store, we got what we wanted off of there. Um, the shelf, we would take it out. We would grab one of those carts, take it out there, stock the shelves, and get asked by customers all the time, hey, yeah. where's this? And hey, like, can you help me get that? And whatever. That. And then you got to do the same thing that Jessica did to us. Oh, sorry, I don't really work for Walmart. <laughs> um, but you'd be as helpful as you can anyway, right? right? Of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. Trust me, I know those stores because we shop there all the time for the things that we resell. I'm like, yeah, aisle 38, bottom shelf. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, th this is this is an experiment shopping in a store in a retail store with Brian. It is an experience because he learned about merchandising. You, you're some sort of service manager at Walgreens when mm -hmm. we first met when he he was just finishing college, and <laughs> so when you go into a store with Brian, if there's something out of place, Brian will stop and pick that up out of the wrong shelf find where it's supposed to go, put it in. And he'll, he, you walk around and he'll be facing shelves. You know, it's, it's just part of old, he, old habits part by of heart. the experience of shopping with Brian. Yeah. Okay. So he's very helpful. If you happen to get him, <laughs> if you have to see Brian in the store, he can help you a lot. <laughs> so, so the point, was, so the point of this story is that, I mean, I already knew that, that not uh, every inch of shelf space was managed by the store, right, right. but I was surprised at the amount that it actually wasn't managed by the store. So yes. then it, it's sort of like a light bulb moment where it's like, oh, it's not about that store's ability to, you know, uh, buy the product and resell it. It's really about that store's ability to be in the right location. Yes. To have sufficient shelf space. Mm -hmm. That's what the Walmarts. And that, the that's their, that's how they get in the flow. That's right. what their space, that's what they have to offer. If the brands are already driving the traffic, what they offer is a convenient location, mm -hmm. ample supply at good prices. Right. A customer experience. The customer experience, right. Yes. And so they can sell them one by one mm -hmm. to individual customers. Yes. Right? Okay. So for those stores, it really is. It's all about location. If you think about where they're located, and mm -hmm. we, you know, we have the routes that we know, yes. right? Where usually, where there's a Walmart, there's a Target. Yep. Usually, where there's a Home Depot, there's a Lowe's. Yes. 
usually where there's this store, there's a that store. Where there's a yeah. King Supers, there's a Safeway. Yes. Those are our grocery stores. And right. I, and they're chosen that way because there are smart people who are like, hey, right here, there's like a great confluence of, you know, people because of all the neighborhoods that surround its high, right. you know, density in terms of population. Mm-hmm. You know, so long as this guy, would be a good place this to is put a, a retail store. Right. And mm-hmm. this goes back to like, McDonald's was really good at that too, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. They're looking for the easy to get in and out of locations like the 7-Elevens used to be. Mm-hmm. Like you, you want to be on the right. corner. The corner store was like super easy to get in and, out, in and out of. Yes. Today, those stores have gotten so big that they're usually off of the beaten path because they take up so much space. Yes. Right? It's a, it's almost an experience they, they, going yeah. to a to a uh, Flying J today. Right. You know, <laughs> right. different than it used to be, but... Okay, so how does that come around to what we do? How how does that have anything to do with what we do? Well, we were in the stores. We're talking. We would experience the classic underserved ASIN. Yes, we didn't have that that comparison at the time, right? Because Jim wasn't using those terms yet. But when we're when we're in the store and there's a spot for that item and it's empty and there's none on the top shelf and there's none in the back room. Mm-hmm. Your classic underserved ASIN. Right. Right. That shelf needs to be filled. The shelf needs this to be filled. This is the filled. way I described it to uh, a friend of mine. Yeah. We actually used to work together and we had lunch sometime after I started working with you doing this. And she said, Well, what is it exactly that you do? You work with Amazon somehow. And so the way I explained it was as best as I could do at the time was. There are listings on Amazon, when you go look at Amazon, that are out of stock or that sell out of stock quickly. And what we do is purchase items at retail and send them to Amazon to fill those shelves so that the customers who go to Amazon have some, have those things to purchase. At the time, marshmallows were um, <laughs> a big part of uh, a big part of our replens list, and we were. I had a lot of marshmallows in my car at the time we were having lunch. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of how I explained it to her. And then when Jim said, "You know, we're looking for underserved bases," that kind of that was a better way to to say what I was trying to get across was filling those those shelves that need to be filled, like you were talking. Right. So in the case of Amazon. When we find the those virtual shelves. underserved ASINs, yes. there is all those stops along the way that we were talking about from the manufacturer, distributor, transportation, you know, blah, 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 the drivers and the Kahis and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. There's still room when we go buy it at retail and put it on the Amazon shelf for us to be in that flow. Yes. Because there's still a little bit of that water that we can get on us mm-hmm. <laughs> or that money in yep. this case, if we stand in that flow. So we can find those those specific ASINs that have a little bit of room left and still need someone to, to fill those shelves. Mm-hmm. And we can fill those shelves and get some of that for ourselves. It's kind of uh, how we get in the flow. I like it. Right. I like it. So, so who has the most shelf space and the best location in e-commerce? Well, obviously, Amazon.com. Amazon. Okay. They sell more they sell on most. e-commerce than anywhere else. They have the most else. traffic. They have the most traffic. They have the most capacity for more items to sell. Right. Walmart's making a little bit of noise in there, but the clear, yeah. the clear leader is Amazon. Oh, yeah. So we are basically jibers for Amazon. Right. Could you say that? Yeah, we're going and getting them from the back room, or in this case, the retailer that's mm-hmm. available to us, mm-hmm. and we're putting them out on onto a shelf that's 
and making them available to customers of ours mm-hmm. or of Amazon's where we can be take a piece of that in between. Right. And we're doing that on items that move fast enough that there isn't a whole bunch of stock on the top shelf right. and in the back. Right. right. So if there are finding the ASINs that need us to fill the shelves, if there are a hundred jibers trying to stock that one type of Oreo cookie, there's yes. going to be a lot of extra cookies, right? And <laughs> there's going to be extra cookies. And this is why people and cookies expire. And this is why people then lower their price. And like, mm-hmm. I got to get through this stuff. Cause I don't want to lose all of my money. I want to get as much of my capital back as I can. Right. So you're saying we need to find, find ASINs that need to be filled that have room Room for for us. Mm -hmm. Yes. So if we show up there and we start stocking that shelf, that we don't become the overstock, right? We don't don't want to be the overstock. We don't want to be the overstock. We want to be in and out. Okay. Okay. And there's one more difference. All right. If we're jiving and this is the way this, it was, it was a verb, the way it was explained to us, like you're a jiver, you're jiving. They addressed us as a jiver. Jiver. Yeah. Yes. So jivers got paid by the hour. By the hour. Right. So if we're jive, if we're taking this uh, comparison, they actually assign how many hours it would take. They did. That's they what said, they paid you for. This is a two and a half hour job. So that's what you so get if paid you for took two and three and hours, hours, you still got yes. paid for two and a half hours. Right. So right. the better you got at it, if you could get it done in an hour forty five minutes, and it was a, it was paid for two and a half hours, then that's how you got right. Right. Same thing with us in the Amazon space. Exactly. If you get good at identifying those things, that's how you make your money. You spend right. less time, you create efficiencies, you... Uh, That's very good, but there's one major difference there. There is one major difference. I don't difference. get paid by the hour. Oh, I what get... if you did get paid by the hour? Wouldn't be near as fun, would it? No, it's never as fun for, for entrepreneurs to get paid by the hour. Well, how do you get paid? So I basically get a commission of I, everything I sell. I right. get a piece of that sale. Yes. Right? Yes, you get paid on commission for everything that gets sold. You get a cut. Yeah, for everything that I provide that gets mm-hmm. sold. Yeah, for everything yes. that you provide that gets sold. I get yes. a cut of it. Yeah. Right. So I don't have to, I might have unlimited upside. So mm-hmm. I, as much as I can fulfill, that's how much I can have a potential of making. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So when I'm working by the hour, it's this much and that's it. You can't make any more. When I'm working by commission, then directly, resulting from my efforts, I get paid. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. All right. I like it. I like it too. That's why we like Amazon. That's why we like Amazon. That's right. So we establish some relationships. Yes. Right? This is this is key. Oh, yeah. What would have happened if you were just too nervous to talk to somebody you thought was an employee of can Walmart? You, can you help me get something off the top shelf? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I never would have met Jessica and figured, you know, learned as much as we did and come to the realization that the brands are the ones driving the traffic, not the store. And we just need to get in the way of some of that, you know, money that's already flowing. Right. Right. I like it. Yeah. So create the relationship, Mm -hmm. get in the flow. Mm -hmm. Remember, you don't know what you don't know. Right. So keep making those relationships. Keep asking those questions. And Amazon's a great way to do that. Amazon because there's it's already it's like the well Amazon the river right right the river there's a lot of water flowing yes it was named after the Amazon River when you think about the branding that went into the name of Amazon it's just incredible it's simple Ah, yet super effective let's use that get in the flow in the flow of Amazon I like it Mm -hmm. I like it so 
if I am in the flow and I'm not gathering, I'm not gathering enough. My net's not big enough. What do I do, Brian? Go wider. Go wider. Test more aces. Test more aces. That's right. That's that'll cure it. All right. All right. Thanks, Robin. Great Thanks, episode. Brian. Great episode. Thank see you. Soon. We'll see you soon. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Before I let you go, one last reminder, Humminbird.com, today's sponsor for all your trademarks, corporate setup, branding, marketing needs, and yes, tax services as an Amazon e-commerce seller. Book a schedule appointment with them today to take care of all those paperwork things that you don't want to have to mess with. They're really good at it. They'll take good care of you. Tell them I sent you humminbird.com h-u-m-n-b-i-r-d.com thanks for being a sponsor of this program hey we'll see you next time thank you for listening to silent sales machine radio visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter our free facebook group and all of our resources mentioned on today's show